Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Hey everyone, we are so inspired doing this podcast every week, having the opportunity to bring you all the valuable knowledge and advice that each and every guest provides means the world to us. Now, because of how much positive feedback we've been receiving from our listeners, we've decided to build a community through Patreon. Members of Patreon receive exclusive access to a chat forum, the ability to interact with our guests, which is so cool, extra videos and podcast episodes that will provide even more advice and knowledge. Join now by going to patreon.com backslash better together with Maria, and let's be better together because when you know better, you get better. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menudos. Happy Monday, everybody. Glad to be back with you from our woke studio here with <laughs> Steph Sabra and Stephen Lemieux. What's up, Maria? What's up? Happy to be in the woke studio with the wokest queen. The wokest queen. <laughs> the wokest queen. Uh, our quote of the day, when you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. Damn, salty start to our Monday morning. (laughs) When you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. Our guest was letting us know. Shit, that's real. Uh, That's by Jim Quick, who was our guest today. I'm so excited for this interview. So one Friday night, I was up late taking an online seminar for speed reading because I want to become superpower in my brain and I want to be able to read books wicked fast. And so I took this seminar and I was like, stuff, we need to get this guy on the show. So Jim Quick is our guest. He was once known as the boy with a broken brain after a childhood brain injury left him struggling in school. He's now a memory and speed reading expert who spent the last 25 years helping people improve their memory learn to speed read, increase their decision-making skills, and unleash their super brains. I am so pumped because I really think, first of all, if he can come back from a childhood brain injury and become a memory and speed reading expert, think of what we could do. 
without the injuries. Well, I kind of have a little something going on in my brain. I shouldn't say that, but you know what I mean. Um, And it gives me hope for my mom and it gives me hope for so many people. But even if you don't have a brain issue, memory is a problem for everybody. And I think nowadays, especially where we're so over inundated with just electric currents and phones and digital everything, it would be nice to have something that's going to help retain and and protect the beautiful brain that's inside of our skulls. I have so much trouble with memory, so I'm really, really excited for this guest. Yeah. Like, I, I'll be browsing through Netflix, and I'll have watched an entire season of something and not remember if I've watched or not. And I'll, like, play an episode, and, like, I don't remember any of this at all, but I know that I've watched the entire season. That's probably because you were high. No, no. Thank you, Maria. Appreciate that. Because I was high the other day accidentally, and I don't remember anything of from the Joker. No, I'm going to tell you the story. No since way. You just Why made me would think you get it. high and watch the Joker, guys? We were going to see the Joker. It was a rough day. I'm oh going to explain to you the story my. behind the story in a so second. You're going to end the day with a rough movie. Got it. So. I, my parents came into town. I'll get to that story. Uh, my parents came into town and my dad needed some CBD cream for his knee. And so I had to go make some purchases and I found this new, really amazing um, dispensary. It's called the Atrium. It's like really chic and gorgeous. And I mean, you just, it's crazy. So I went in there and I got everybody their stuff. And at the end I said, Hey, I had these CBD gummies that I bought when I was in Connecticut last time. I showed them a picture of them. They were really yummy. And they were small milligram dose. Just like if at night I was too wound up, I would like chew a little gummy and it would like help me just calm down and go to sleep. It's like, oh my God, I've got the perfect thing for you. So I go over, he shows me these gummies. He's like, do you want sour apple? Do you want watermelon? I'm like, ooh, decisions. <laughs> so I get the sour apple. I get, I buy everything. I get in the car and I realize I forgot to get CBD cream for myself because I have like my thumb, something's wrong with my thumb. So I had had a real rough morning and I was like, let's pop this sucker in my mouth while I'm walking in to get my CBD cream. So I throw the whole gummy down. I go get my cream, I come back in the car, and I'm looking at the bag, and it says THC on it. And I'm like, wait, but I told him CBD, and then I realize, oh yeah, it has THC. Now, I don't understand this shit, so I didn't know how many milligrams I threw down, so I had to call Joe Gear, and it said like 100 milligrams, but that was the whole bag. Oh my gosh, oh my my god! But at one point, because it started hitting me instantly... And I knew if it was hitting me instantly, it usually takes like an hour, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, no, it was hitting two. me instantly. Oof. And so I was like, oh, my God, I just took 100 milligrams. I got to go throw up, but I don't know how. And I'm in a, a movie so theater. So you were high. I was freaking oh, out. No. And now I'm realizing I'm about to be super high and I'm going to see the Joker. And this is a terrible time. And so anyhow, accidents happen, I guess. I find out it was 10 milligrams. Oh, that's not too much. But if you're lightweight, I don't yeah, do, do this. I don't do this. Well, edibles are super powerful. Guys, oh my super God, powerful. it was such a nightmare. It was such a nightmare. I'm in the movie theater and my I had taken, I had taken my parents' dog to get groomed and they called me and they said he was ready. So I had to text my mom who's barely like can really you know, check her phone sometimes, sometimes her brain works, sometimes it doesn't. And so I saw on my cameras that my dad left to walk and go get the dog. He's only one block away. 
And then I realized, how is he going to get back in the house? My mom's not going to answer her phone. She's not going to know to ring the bell or how to let him in and all this stuff. So now I'm panicking, right? And I'm hearing conversations because it's, you know, you have superpowers in a different way. I'm hearing conversations from the back row in the movie theater, crystal clear and so friggin' loud. I was so sensitive to sounds and weird things were happening, as you can imagine. And so I'm panicking and I'm looking at my cameras and I don't see my dad. And I'm like, oh my God, he's going to be stuck outside for hours. This movie just started. What do I do? And then I'm looking at the cameras and I think I see my mom face down in the pool. No. Because I saw something floating in the pool and I scream in the movie theater. I'm like, <gasps> and then I look closer and it's the pool raft. Thank oh my God. <laughs> but my mom, when she was out in LA last summer, when we were in the pool, she tipped. Her brain doesn't really work right. She tipped and started drowning. So I was like, oh, my God, this totally could, you know, whatever. So I had a horrible, horrible rest of my day. And it was terrible. So I got home, finally found my dad. My dad had to slip a note to one of the workers to let him in the gate. It was like a whole thing. So I was not overly When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Paranoid. I was actually right on with that. And I just kept looking at my dad. We were looking at our front door. We just painted. I go, how did we get here? Like right here. Like, I know we're here, but how did we get here? And my dad's dying laughing at me. I'm like, Dad, he goes, why you do those stupid things? I go, Dad, I didn't know. I didn't want to. I hate this. I hate this feeling more than anything in the world. Not being in control, it is not for me. Same. I can use a marijuana cream on my hand if I'm in pain. I I can't do it. I can't. I can't either. I just can't. Edibles are another level. No, yeah. it is. It Too was much. a hard. I'm going to go back and yell at that guy, even though you know it's not really his fault. It's my fault for not looking. <laughs> but if you take candy from a weed store, oh. it will have weed in it. Oh my god, it was horrible. So anyway, so I'll get to the not as fun news that was that was crushing my day, and I think it was divine intervention. I think God was like, give her the freaking marijuana and shut her down because I was so stressed. So, um. My mom, we found out recently, has had a tumor recurrence. And when you have glioblastoma, that's to be expected in a sense, but something you never want to hear happen. And so it's been a rough little time. And um, and so I woke up with a vision. I just kept praying. I'm like, tell me what I need to do. Tell me where I need to take her, God. And I had a vision the other day. I'm like, oh, Last time they thought her tumor was growing, I took her to Mexico. 
and she's only done great since. We got to go to Mexico. And then I was talking to Kevin. He's like, well, if she's going to do chemo again, it would be better for her to go after. So then I got off the subject. And then I started talking to this researcher who we will get on the show at some point, Dr. Jewett. She's a top researcher. Um, She's the head of the UCLA department. And she was telling me about my mom's blood because she had tested her in March and she retested her now that we found this out. And her natural killer cell killing ability has gone down tremendously, which is probably due to this situation. And she tested this probiotic that she has and all of her natural killer cell markers and her T cell markers, everything went up. So we really high hopes that this probiotic will help as well. And so she was explaining to me how her immune system is compromised. And then I woke up the next morning again and had the same vision. She needs to go to Mexico. So I flew them last minute. I was like, guys, I need you to get on a plane tonight. Flew them last minute, brought them out here. Um, and now they're in Mexico and they are doing such incredible treatments. It's funny because our medical system, because of the limitations financially and so much more, you know, they test your blood for like your A1C and your thyroid and your cholesterol and just a few things. Like they're not checking your inflammation markers like extensively and all this other stuff, but in Mexico they check everything. Um, And so they're going to do all the immune system boosting things like the vitamin C drips and natural killer cell immunotherapies and all kinds of amazing stuff. So I'm super excited about the prospects of just what this will do for her. And hopefully we can avoid, I really want to avoid radiation. They had a surgery date on the books and now they've retracted that because Dr. Black feels um, like it's not the best option for her. So um, I'm really glad that that is off the table. Um, and so, yeah, it's been it's been a tough time. And so when they were here yesterday, what was it, or Saturday morning <laughs> before my accidental situation, I was just getting so stressed because she was telling me about different things that were not right with her. And I was like, why didn't you tell me before? Because I ask her every day how she's feeling and does she have any new symptoms? And she doesn't tell me anything because she forgets. And because her brain isn't working 100% properly, that doesn't get communicated to me till it's a 911 situation. And then I'm in a 911 situation. So I'm getting all these pains in my body like that just didn't even make sense. Like my groin, it was like someone was stabbing me in the groin. I was in so much pain because I just everything is on me to keep her alive. And if something else that's kind of treatable and simple takes her, like I, I start to like lose it. And that's why I think God was like, just put this bitch out. (laughs) Did it knock you out for a good? Oh, I was in bed by 7 PM. Oh yeah. Like, did it help at all? Like, did you wake up feeling relaxed at all or no? This is what I don't understand about (laughs) marijuana users. You wonder why you're so paranoid, why you are so sensitive to sounds and people making loud noises. It is awful. It is just awful. I don't understand it. It just does not work for me. Um, a little CBD will put me to sleep and that's the only purpose for me, but I I can't, can't. I'm with you on that. I, I, edibles, especially no way, but what I do love and I hope that people, I know people are getting this takeaway from you is that you don't just prescribe to Western medicine or what's in front of you. You really do the research Mm -hmm. and find out every other option. And I think that's 
therapeutic also to know that there's not always one answer what mm-hmm. people are telling you and that there are other things that might they're not discovered yet like these the doctors you're talking with are amazing and they're creating new things and obviously there's limitations but we're on the brink of really creating solutions for people yeah and this is what I'm so excited to explore so um I partnered up with Desiree Gruber and Full Picture and MGM um, and Mark Burnett for a health show that we are developing. The goal of it is to help families in crisis like this and bring in everybody that I've had access to, all of the healers, all of the doctors, all of the researchers, all of the different methods that we've used, um, someone to help with finances, um, insurance lawyers, all of the best across the board to help people fight the fight and organize the fight for them and give them a solid foundation. It's like an extreme home makeover meets, you know, like, I don't know, the medical version. Love. I That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Where like, we're going to get you set up for everything and, and give you a playbook. There's no playbook with how to deal with crisis. And I want to help people have an easier ride through it. And in the Patreon episode, when we have more time. I'm going to talk to you guys about how I handled this recurrence and changed the energy and got little miracles from it because I could have melted. And I did for the second. I found out on a plane, which was horrible. The doors were closing. They're telling me to get off the phone. And they're like, your mom has a tumor recurrence. We're so sorry. And so you're kind of in that awful moment. And it took me about 24 hours. And I realized if I put all of my energy into calling everyone I know, I mean, like, I can't believe this is happening and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, that's the energy I'm going to get back. So if I focus not on what is, as Esther Hicks has taught us, on what I desire, then I'll get that. And so I kept putting out there what I desired. And I was like, no surgery, no surgery. I, I want this to go as quickly as it came. And um, and for her to be healthy. And I kept envisioning her with my baby someday and all of that. And then what happened? We had a surgery date in calendar and then that got removed. That just doesn't happen. Like, so all of these things helped me shift the energy. Hell yeah. And so there is a way to walk through crisis. I think with a level of positivity, trust me, you're going to have your down moments. Like I've, I've had them. But if you can more often than not try to focus in this way, you'll get a better outcome and you won't get sick helping the sick, which is a huge problem no one talks about. So um, we have to leave it there because we have to get to our guests. But in the Patreon episode, I'll talk a little bit more in depth about that and, um, and explain a little bit more about what we're doing. And hopefully it will help you guys in your journey if you're going through something similar because um, I know a lot of people here are um, are in the same boat. And so... Um, we wanted to uh, actually update everyone on how we're going to be doing the Patreon videos. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Too. We, um, we decided that like sometimes we don't get to delve in onto the topics of that day's guest as much as we would like to with everyone. So uh, moving forward, we're going to start doing quick little after shows, like 15 to 20 minute after shows for, for our episodes, where the same day on Patreon you can get... Uh, discussions on kind of how we're going to more in-depthly adapt what we've learned that day into our lives and maybe go into more of these stories with Marie and kind of find out more about, you know, the situation with Lisa and 
the situation with the the Joker movie, I guess, if we, if we go into it. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that ever again. <laughs> but <laughs> thing, things where you can get a lot more of the takeaways that we've kind of personally attributed to ourselves. So that'll be really fun. Plus, we're going to be doing extra episodes each week as well as that. So now you'll get even more content and even more uh, lessons and advice. Yeah, that's going to be great. So if they want to become a member um, to get some of these extra videos and ep- extra episodes, you can just go to patreon.com backslash better together with Maria and sign up. In the meantime, we are going to get to our interview. Like I said, it's Jim Quick. He's the CEO of Quick Learning, founder of Superhero U, social entrepreneur, international speaker, and he's going to teach us how he teaches all of the top dogs how to become super reader, super learner, super brains, so we can all be wicked smart. (laughs) Wicked smart. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner, Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast, and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. All right, Jim, thanks so much for being here. Maria, this is a real pleasure. Thank you for everyone who's listening and joining us. Well, I, um, I'm really excited because Jim wants to make this the best episode of Better Together ever. And I share that <laughs> desire as well. So for everyone who's listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or if you're watching on YouTube, get ready because he's got a lot of information and we are going to get through it and become superpowers after this. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. So first of all, I want to start with the childhood brain injury you had to overcome. What was that? And All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. And, and and what was that journey like? Yeah, I think a lot of people are really surprised when they see me on, on video or if they've seen me live on stage. I do these memory demonstrations where I'll be in front of a thousand people and I have a hundred people stand up and introduce themselves and I'll memorize all their names in real time. Or they'll give me a hundred numbers or a hundred words and I'll memorize them forwards and backwards. But people are very surprised because I tell people, I don't do this to impress you. I really do this to express to you what's possible. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is, every single person who's listening right now could do that and a lot more. We just weren't taught. 
if anything, we were taught a lie that somehow our intelligence, our potential, our memory is somehow fixed like our shoe size. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've discovered more about the human brain more in the past 10 years than the previous thousand years combined. And what we found is we're grossly underestimating our own capabilities. And the reason I know is because of what you asked is I... I grew up with um, severe brain injury. When I was five, I had a very bad fall in kindergarten class. Um, a very bad accident, rushed to the hospital. And my, my mother said I was never the same after that. Before that, I was very energized and very curious. But after that, I started, I, have, um, I couldn't understand things. Teachers would repeat themselves over and over again. Um, I would pretend to understand, but I didn't really understand. I had poor focus, a poor memory. It took me an extra three and a half years to learn how to read. And so that was very challenging. Um, One of my teachers, when I was nine years old, was so frustrated with my slow learning. She pointed at me in front of the whole class and said, that's the boy with a broken brain. And that became my my label. And adults have to be very careful with their external words because they become a child's internal words. You think? And uh, so every time I didn't do well on a quiz, I wasn't picked for sports, which was like all the time, I would always say to myself, oh, it's because I have the broken brain. And it's just a a reminder to everyone who's listening, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, how to focus and read faster and improve your memory. But your self-talk is very important because your brain is like a supercomputer and your self-talk is a program that will run. So if you tell yourself, I'm not good at remembering names, you will not remember the name of the next person you meet because you programmed your supercomputer not to. Yes. No, I program my supercomputer. I say the same thing and we all say it. I can't remember anybody's name. Oh my God, I'm so busy. I meet so many people. I know. But yet I can if I really focus hard. (laughs) And it's interesting too, because people come to me all the time saying, I'm just too old. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good at remembering names. And I always tell people, stop. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. Mm-hmm. If you fight, if you argue for your limits, they're yours. We started with that quote this morning. It oh, was good. real. <laughs> if you I, fight for your limitations, I was like, oh my Lord. But we're so used to doing that. And, um, and so I, I struggled all through school. And when I was, um, when I was 18, I hit a wall. I, um, I, I wanted to make a fresh start as a freshman in college. And I, I, I could not get it. I mean, thinking about it, I, I get like a little flustered because um, I, I really want to make my family proud. Um, you know, they had immigrated here. My dad came when he was 13. He lost both of his parents and they couldn't afford to um, to have him. And, and uh, he came here to live with an aunt. And we lived in the back of a laundromat, didn't speak the language, um, you know, where my mother worked and everything. And so I really wanted to make them proud for all the hard work. And I was doing really badly. So um, well, that actually, I don't mean to interrupt you, but mm. that also makes it harder when English isn't your first language. Right. So now you have a brain injury. You don't even speak the language because you're in kindergarten. I remember going to kindergarten, not speaking the language because I was Greek. Right. And so I was always two years behind everyone in reading and comprehension. It was always, I always had to work so much harder than everybody else. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a challenge. I mean, English really is, is my first language. My parents wasn't, but I mean, I, we grew up in that household, so it was always... It was always difficult. Um, and I think it's not a matter of resources because, you know, it was not the education or the money or the connections. It was just re- it was more resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. And so anyone who's listening to this right now that's going through adversity, I want to remind you um, that difficult times, they could, they could define you, they could diminish you, or they could develop you. Mm. And ultimately, we decide. And we have agency. And that's really my message to people. It's not how smart you are or how smart your kids are or how smart your team is or how smart your spouse is. It's not how smart you are. It's how are you smart. And, um, and we're just not 
all the time. School is a great place to learn what to learn and what to think and what to remember, but they didn't necessarily show you how to learn and how to think and how to remember those things. Because it's also very individual. It is. Because in sometimes school, you know, the school system hasn't evolved as much as the world has evolved. And mm-hmm. some people would suggest it's a cookie cutter, one size fits all approach when everybody is individual. And we live in an age of autonomous electric cars and spaceships that are going to Mars. But our vehicle of choice when it comes to learning and education is like a horse and buggy. And it's not a slight against teachers. My mother became a special education teacher because she didn't know how to help me with my challenges. Um, you know, so I feel like teachers are some of the uh, most most caring, compassionate uh, individuals out there. Um, and it's just the system hasn't changed as much. They said Rip Van Winkle woke up today, you know, the man who slept for decades. If he woke up today, the only thing he would recognize are our schools. And, um, oh my God, that's so crazy, crazy, but it's true. It is. It's like history, math, exactly. science. So if anyone's listening to this right now and you feel overloaded with too much to learn, too little time, like I imagine you have books on your shelf you haven't read yet mm-hmm. and it becomes shelf help, not self-help <laughs> <laughs> or you get more than 10 emails a day, um, you know, or how many people came to listen to this and they you know, when have a better memory. How many people forgot why you came here to listen to this, right? You ever walk into a room of your own home and you feel like, why am I here? Yep. Or you go to the store to buy one thing and you come back with two bags full of things, except for that one thing that you went to get. Yep. And when we're talking about technology, I think the ultimate technology is, um, is, is our mind. You know, we're born with the most incredible device out there. But most pe- more people upgrade their, their phones than they do upgrade their mind. And, you know, this controls everything nowadays. Everyone listening to this, you're not paid necessarily for your brute strength. It's your brain strength, right? It's not your uh, your muscle power. It's your mind power, your ability to solve problems, your ability to be creative and use your imagination. And um, so I think the most important skill to master in the 21st century is our ability to learn how to learn. And uh, they call it meta-learning. And that's what really my passion is, growing up as the boy with the broken brain who eventually learned how to... Um, I hit a wall when I was 18. I, I couldn't um, keep up, so I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't sleep. I would just, I wouldn't work out. I would just live in the library. And one night, I passed out of, out of sheer exhaustion. I fell down a flight of stairs in the library. I hit my head again. Oh, my God. And I woke up two days later in the hospital. And at this point, I was wasting away. I was down to 117 pounds, hooked up to all these IVs, very dehydrated, malnourished. And I thought there had to be a better way. And when I had that thought... The nurse came in with a mug of tea, and on it was a picture of a genius, Albert Einstein, right? And it had these words on it, a quote, said, the same level of thinking that's created your problem won't solve your problem. And the same level of thinking that's created the problem won't solve it. And it made me think of a, a new question, like, what's my real problem? It's like, I'm a very slow learner. And then I was thinking, how do I think differently about it? Well, maybe I can learn how to learn. And I just made that my focus for the next... 60 days and about two months into it a light switch flipped on like i was studying like learning and speed reading and ancient mnemonics brain science adult learning theory multiple intelligences i wanted to solve this riddle of how does your brain work so you could work your brain like how does the memory work so you could work your memory better right and i found out that there's no such thing as a good or bad memory there's just a trained memory and an untrained memory there's no such thing as a good or bad memory just a trained memory and an untrained memory. Can you explain that more? Yeah, so it's a, it, people think, and I, I teach this everywhere from Caltech to Harvard University 
to the Cleveland Clinic Center for Brain Health, their doctors, their caregivers, their, uh, their researchers, their patients. And we find that one-third of our memory is predetermined by genetics and biology, but two-thirds is in our influence and our control. And uh, we're just not shown the best ways to activate that you know, unused brain power. So things like a good brain diet, things like getting rid of automatic negative thoughts, things like um, exercise, which is, you know, what's good for your heart is good for your brain. Um, things like brain nutrients, there's certain supplements that are just really good for your for your brain health. Like the turmeric and the curcumin right. and all of that. And the uh, DHA, the omega-3 mm-hmm. fish oils. Um, so there, there are 10 things that we've isolated that really make a difference to really light up your your amazing brain to give you the brain you desire and really the brain that you deserve. But I started studying this for about two months and then a light switch flipped on and I started to understand things for the first time at the age of 18. I started to have better focus, improved memory, and my grades shot up, but then also my life opened up also. Wow. And because of that, I was really upset that this wasn't taught back in school. This would have saved a lot of suffering and struggling. And so I started to tutor and my one of my very first students, she was a freshman in college, Imagine this, Maria. She, she read 30 books in 30 days. Imagine going to the bookstore. I think all bookstores should have like shopping carts. Some people just buy a lot of books and I'm one of those people. Or you go online and you buy, you know, 30 books, leadership, negotiation, parenting, you know, relationships, and, uh, you know, to get better. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz-free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Right. And uh, But she read 30 of them in 30 days. And I wanted to find out not how she did it. She did it. If I knew how she did it because I taught her, I want to know why. I'm always interested in motivation. So many people. So you taught her how to speed read. And she read 30 books in 30 days. Okay, and, I, and then you wanted to know why she was interested in doing it in the first place. Why Because a lot of people, my, my thing with knowledge, I think there's a lie in the personal growth space um, and high performance space. And I think the biggest lie is, and it's, it's not um, ill-mean, it's just, it's knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's accurate. I think knowledge is potential power. It only comes power when we use it. Because all the books or the coaching, or the podcast, none of it works unless we work. Unless we apply it. Right. And you can't read a book about, you know, you know, push-ups and, you know, get really strong just by reading that book. You have to be able to apply it. And so I have a whole process for taking knowledge and turning it into power. And it really starts, and I would encourage everybody to, to focus on this. The questions really are the answer. When you think about what thinking is, like our life is a reflection of our th- thoughts, our daily thoughts, the sum total, because that determines our focus and our behaviors and how we feel. Um, and interesting, as a bonus for everyone listening, you have one one dominant question that you're asking all the time. Like, Because thinking is nothing but the process of asking and answering questions. 
And if you're asking yourself, is that true? Notice you have to ask a question to see if that's true, to think about it. And there's certain questions we ask more often. They say we have about 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, but a lot of that is one specific question. Um, so for example, I took a friend of mine through this process and, um, and I found out her dominant question that she asked hundreds of times a day is, how do I get people to like me? Mm, isn't that kind of yeah. common? It's, it's interesting. And I think it's, it is more common than, than most people think. But just think about it. You don't know her age. You don't know her career, her ethnic background. You don't know where she lives. You don't know what she looks like. But you know a lot about her because you only know one question. Like, what would that person's personality be? If you're a, a pleaser. People pleaser. Like a sycophant. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a little bit of a martyr because she's always giving mm-hmm. of herself. Yep. And not replenishing. Um, easily the victim. Easily the victim. And she's always placating. And so you know so much about her and you know one question she asks herself. And so, um, you know, I, I just, uh, last night there was a, a movie premiere and um, and it was for uh, for Will Smith's new movie, Gemini Man. And we were, we were, I was talking to him, and I'd worked with him a number of times, and I found out his question was, how do, how do I make this moment even more magical? Like, if you obsessed about that one question, how do, you make, how do I make this moment even more magical? It would explain a lot of, you know, your behavior. And so my question growing up as the boy with the broken brain, I would always, my superpower, because I talk about superheroes a lot, because I learned how to read by reading comic books late at night. Mm-hmm. Um, my, you know, my parents thought I was sleeping. I'd be underneath the covers with a flashlight and uh, something about the stories about good versus evil, about one person can make a difference that they provide not only hope, but real help for people. Um, you know, much, much like you do for your listeners. And so I feel like everybody has the potential to wear this cape on their back. And, um, but when I couldn't, you know, read, I wanted to, my, my thing, my superpower was, I just wanted to be invisible. Like I didn't, I didn't want to be called on in class. I would always shrink and shrink and shrink because I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be heard. And ultimately, I think all of us want to be understood and uh, acknowledged, but not at that time in my life. And so because of that, my question was, how do I make this better? That literally was my question. How do Isn't I make this funny? better? That's what I think constantly is how do I make this better? Even if I'm out at a restaurant, how, do, how would I make this better? Everywhere I am. And I learned it when I was at a Tony Robbins seminar and he was like, I'm always trying to figure out how to make things better. And it connected. I'm like, that's what I do all the time. The through line between everything. Yes. And then you start getting answers all the time. It's like you're, you have part of your brain called the reticular activating system, RAS, where at any moment, people don't realize this, our brain primarily is a deletion device. It's trying to keep information out. There's like a billion stimulus you could focus on, but you can only focus on about five to nine bits of information, seven plus or minus two. New research, that's out of Harvard. Um, but re- new research says about four bits of information. So at what, a time? At a time, because what, what actually gets in are things you have questions about. It's like years ago, my sister, a younger sister, was sending me postcards and emails with a photograph of like a pug dog. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I didn't know why. And I realized her birthday was coming up. So she was planting seeds, right? Uh-huh. But I started to see these pug dogs everywhere. I would go to the grocery store and somebody's checking out online mm-hmm. holding a pug dog. I'd be jogging in my neighborhood and I'd see someone walking six pug dogs. And my question for everybody is who's listening is where were the pug dogs before? Mm-hmm. Of course, they were always there. I just never paid attention because it wasn't important because I wasn't asking the question. And in life, the answers are everywhere. 
even when we're reading, have you ever read a page in a book, got to the end, and just forgot what you just read? All the time. And you go back and you reread it, and you, you still times. don't know what you just read? Yep. A lot of it has to do with the questions, because if we had questions in advance, then all of a sudden as you're reading, you say, oh, there's a pug dog, there's a pug dog, there's yes. a pug dog. Oh my God, that's when a book connects so much. When, you, when you're interested, yes. you, you have a curiosity around yes. it. Yes. And what I'm saying is, is we don't have to... Ooh, here's another myth. It's... um. I have a, a book coming out and I wrote all about this. It's to get your power back. People are always hypnotizing themselves into submission. I mean, they're giving away their sovereignty, their power by the words that they choose. They'll say something like, I don't have motivation or I don't have creativity or I don't have focus. I don't have energy today. But the word have denotes something. It's either it's in your possession or it's not. And so if you wake up that way, you're at the effect as opposed to taking those nouns and turning them into verbs. So you don't actually have focus, you do focus. Mm. You don't have creativity, you do creative things. You don't have energy, there's a process for creating energy in your mind and your body. You don't even have a memory, you, you create a memory. And so there's an actual process of encoding and storing and retrieving it. But if you just, if you say you have it or you don't have it, then you, you don't have any power and then you can't make it better mm-hmm. without that. And so that's why I think that Recently, I got to, here in LA, introduced to, um, a couple years ago, a few years ago, introduced two of my uh, modern-day superheroes together. It was um, Richard Branson and Stan Lee. And Stan Lee, the little, you know... That must have been epic for you, being a comic book. It was. It really was. He's amazing. Yes. And we were going to dinner, and I asked, you know, I'm always curious. We're in the car, and I had to ask... If, you know, who's your favorite? So you created Iron Man and Avengers and Fantastic Four and Spider-Man. Who's your favorite? And he says, Jim, it's Iron Man. And he said, Jim, who's your favorite? And he had um, this big um, Spider-Man tie that I posted on Instagram. And I was like, Spider-Man, of course. And he, without a pause, he says, Jim, with great power comes... Great responsibility. Yeah. And we all know that. It's like in our mm-hmm. DNA. And I have these, you know, I have had a series of head injuries. And I tend to reverse things in my mind sometimes, um, even when I'm reading. And I'm and I heard something different. I said, you know, right, Stan, you're right. With great power comes great responsibility. And the opposite is also true. When you, With great responsibility comes great power. With great responsibility comes great power. When we take responsibility for something, we have great power to make it better. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we try to get, we don't want the responsibility. We don't want the burden. But that's the only way that, that we can get things done and is to be able to claim it. So... Um, I found my passion because I found out this young lady, she read 30 books in 30 days. Her motivation, because again, knowledge is not power, it's potential power, because common sense is not common practice. We all know we should meditate and journal and work out and eat right, but few people do it consistently. Mm-hmm. And you know, why wouldn't we do the things that are just good and make us, make us better? And um, I'm, I'm always trying to figure out what, how do you go from information here to inspiration, to implementation, yep. to ultimately to the fourth eye, which is really integration, where it becomes part of who you are. And I found out through motivation that her motivation was her mother, that her mother was dying of terminal cancer, was only given 60 days to live. And the books she was reading were books to save her mom's life. Books like um, <laughs> by the authors that you've had on your show and, um, and you know, books on wellness and health and um, longevity and I wished her luck, said prayers. Um, six months goes by, and I don't hear from her, and I get a call out of nowhere, and she's crying, crying, crying. And I find out when she stops that they're tears of joy, that her mother not only survived, but is really getting better. 
Doctors don't know how, they don't know why, they called it a miracle, but her mother attributed 100% to the great advice she got from uh, her daughter who learned it from all these books. And in that moment, I realized that if knowledge is power, then learning is our superpower. And it's the superpower we all have, and it's the greatest superpower that we have. Because if there was like, like if there was a genie that could grant any one wish, just one wish, of course we would ask for more wishes, right? Millions of wishes. <laughs> but if I was a learning genie and I could grant you any one learning wish to help learn any subject or skill, like better and faster, the equivalent of asking for a million wishes is asking learning how to learn. Because if you can learn how to learn, you could apply that towards Mandarin, martial arts, marketing, music. And As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Anything gets easier. And that that's really my passion is showing people they're real genius. I love that. I um I'm currently doing the same thing for my mom, so I got a little I'm choked so up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just the thing is, is with, with with reading and with the experts, the amazing experts you have on your show, is if somebody has decades of experience and they put it into um, a book, then you can read that book in a handful of days. You could download decades mm -hmm. into into days. Yep, and um, and that's that's the most amazing you know, advantage and gift that there is, I think, passing on that wisdom. Absolutely. Um, I think, um, I think that's what helped save my mom too, is all the extra research and all the great people I've been able to bring onto my shows. Mm -hmm. Because when you have that kind of access, you can ask all the questions that you want. And, um, and then I do gut checks mm. and then I kind of go with what feels best and that's been really helpful. And I think that's why my mom will do well again this time is because yeah. she's had a recurrence in her tumor. Um, and so that's what I've been reading furiously is, yeah. is new things that maybe I can take it up a notch with. Um, but that aside, what can people do? Cause obviously there are different applications. Like mm -hmm. you said, you can, you can, do a course like this so that you can help save your mom. You can sure. do this because you want to learn a language. Sure. Um, I want to be able to read all of the books that, I mean, I'm actually pretty good at this point because it's all passion mm -hmm. for me. Everyone I'm bringing onto the show, it's, it's for a reason. I have a thirst for that knowledge, your knowledge yeah. or whoever it is. So I can cook through these books pretty fast. Yeah. And I, I remember when you were saying that sometimes you'll read things backwards, I would always read down. Mm -hmm. So so I, I actually could read the f two sentences at the same time. So when I'm reading teleprompter, sometimes I would make a mistake and instead of going across, I would read one word and go down and that would be my mistake. 
Um, but I actually saw that that's one of the tips that you give it into is. speed reading. So maybe there's an innate thing that's happening that I just need to perfect there. Absolutely. Um, same thing with reading. Uh, all of us have the ability to read more in less time and still enjoy it and actually understand more. And there's a handful of obstacles that keep us reading um, slow and not really understanding it as much. One of them is lack of education. Like we're not born with the ability to read. We weren't born and went, you know, in the hospital. We didn't go to the, the waiting room and start reading magazines. It's not something <laughs> we're born with. We learned it through training in a class. But when's the last time we took a class called reading? How old were we? Like six years old, yeah. right? So the difficulty and demand has increased exponentially, but how we read it is still like a six-year-old. And so that's one of the big challenges. We haven't learned how to go beyond that. What does reading like a six-year-old mean? And so, then what is your version yeah. now? So one of so the challenges is some of the bad habits are lack of focus. Uh-huh. Um, one of the bad habits is rereading words. They call it regression. Um, as children, sometimes we learn the bad habit of like rereading words or rereading whole lines by accident. Have you ever read something and find yourself rereading another line or just reading the same well, line over again? Sometimes I'll get stuck in a work because I'm like, oh, what does that mean? I got to make sure I figure out what that means. You, know, right. you can get the gist of it in... And that's and that's different. Yeah, that, that I'm glad you brought that up. Traditional speed reading, as it was, you know, created decades ago, is more associated with skipping words and scanning, getting the gist of what you read. For me, I started as a memory um, trainer and a memory coach, so it doesn't make sense to read something if you don't understand and, and retain it. Yeah. Um, like a lot of my my clients, they 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 are leaders of countries or you know big companies or they're medical doctors. You don't want your medical doctor get the gist of what she's reading. Nope. Right. That went that went really help. And so you want to understand it. One of the bad habits actually, so I don't teach people to skip words at all because I feel like you need to get every part of it. Um, but one of the bad habits we picked up when we were kids is something called subvocalization. Subvocalization. Have you ever noticed, Maria, when you're reading something, or maybe somebody's listening, you hear that inner voice inside your head reading along with you? Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's your own voice. It's not like somebody else's voice. The reason why it's a challenge is if you have to say all the words out loud or inside your mind, you can only read as fast as you could speak. Ooh. That means your reading speed is limited to your talking speed, not your thinking speed. Whoa. I know you have a lot of listeners that probably listen to this at faster speeds because you could understand it that fast. You just can't speak that fast. Now, the question that emerges from that is, is it necessary to say the words in order to understand them? And we know it's not necessary. Seeing a words like, you know, better together, you do, you have to pronounce those words in order to understand what those mean. And, oh my God, I think I do that. Right. Do you guys do that? To a certain degree. Like, Steph? Y- I don't think so. So it's like you see the words in New York City. You don't have to say the words in New York City to understand what New York City is. Just yeah. like on, you know, on the corner when you see a stop sign, you don't say to yourself, stop. But you understand, of yeah. course, what it means. So 95% of all words that we see every day are what they call sight words. They're words just like better, together, New York City, stop. The words we've seen thousands of times. So we don't have to pronounce them to understand them. But that habit, we're talking about habits we learned when we were young. It's, remember you had to read out loud? Oh, this was the, the most horrible part of school for me. Remember you would have to get in those circles mm-hmm. and pass around that book? Yep. And that was the worst for me because I couldn't read. And every single time that book got closer and closer and closer, you know, when I finally got it, I, I would look at the words and they meant nothing to me. So I would just pass it on. And I think that's a lot of, actually a lot of, 
the fear of public speaking came from those reading circles where you, of course, you're not great at doing it and you're, you know, talking to the rest of your friends about it. And, you know, you're the biggest challenge I think we have in our society is the fear of being judged and the fear of making mistakes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I always tell people, people always looking for their passion or their purpose. And I feel like some of us know what our passion really is or our purpose really is, but it's buried underneath a pile of other people's opinions and expectations. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I spent a lot of time in um, senior centers and nursing homes. I, um, on top of, you know, my learning difficulties and my traumatic brain injuries as a child, child, I, um, I lost my grandmother to Alzheimer's mm -hmm. at that same period of my time of life. And, um, you know, it, it was very, if anyone's ever lost somebody to dementia, it's, 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 it's heartbreaking. Um, because, you know, your memories are what make you who you are. And because of that, I spent a lot of time in senior centers and, um, just cause number one, there's a lot of wisdom there, you know, through generations. I feel like we can learn something from everybody, especially people who have been here longer mm -hmm. than, than, than we have. Um, and then I also helped to polish off their memories and, and with them with memory and the brain health and fitness I do. But when I, when we get into conversations, ultimately what comes up are these regrets, you know, at the end of our life, when we're taking, you know, those, you know, the later stage of our life, the things, and the biggest regret I hear consistently in that environment is, um, you know, at some point they limited their life because of what other people would think. They didn't date that person they were attracted to because of what, you know, their friends mm -hmm. would think. Didn't go after the stream they had. Exactly. Because, yeah. Or because, or they, they... People thought it was stupid, or you're too old to do that. Right. Or, and, or, you know, they stayed, they stayed on a career because that's what their parents were, it was expected of them. And, um, and ultimately, I think that one life, you know, as we know it, it, there's, there's one life, you know, why aren't we running towards our dreams like we're on fire? You know, and, and I, like I feel that. like that regret is ultimately in that coffin. It's not a pretty thought, but just it. how do you plan? People ask me all the time, how do you plan your day if you don't have a plan for your life? But if you're thinking about the ultimate end, like there's not a lot of room in there for possessions. And, you know, people could have the, you know, all the, the fancy stuff. But also in that coffin, there's not a lot of room for regret. And um, and so I would say now maybe, and I'm not, maybe I'm talking to someone very specifically who's listening to this right now, but I would say, to um to not wait because yeah. and you know and, and tell the people that you love that that you love them because tomorrow's isn't it's not guaranteed that's not a health like this is like what does this have to do with speed reading but i would say that so many of us we 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 shrink our dreams and our desires to meet our present reality when we really shouldn't you know instead of you know shrinking them we should be expanding mm -hmm. our, asp our, our our aspirations our attitude our discipline our skill yeah. set to to meet our destiny. Don't limit yourself. In any way. Yeah, and don't be around people who want to limit you. Right. That's that's the golden rule. I wonder when you talk about the brain health fitness, I want to talk about what gains you've had in that world. Like, you know, can someone who's starting the early stages of dementia mm -hmm. or someone like my mom who's had radiation and surgery and has some deficits in her brain power can you help people like that along with the rest right. of us who just want to be better and, yeah. and, you know, learn Mandarin in right. a month or whatever it is? I think that all of us, my, my belief that I choose to, to adopt is, and is that everyone can become better no matter where we are. And now is the best time to start. And I would say that, um, and this has been my experience for 28 years of teaching this, 
like nonstop. This is all I've ever done in, in my adult life. And I would say whether it's a child dealing with learning, severe learning challenges to, to seniors that are, um, that, that feel like they're, their, their brain, they're losing control of their brain. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are 10 factors that make a difference. So I'll, I'll go through the 10 really fast. I encourage people if they can to write them down and also we'll put them in the summary of the show for perf- you guys. So it's easy if you're driving and you can't perfect. We don't want you to. Yeah. And then mentally what I would ask people to do, even if you're, if you're driving or you're working out is to rate yourself on a scale of zero to 10 and, um, um, meaning how much energy and effort and attention are you putting into that area? And you're not, no one's going to debate any of these 10. They're common sense. But as I mentioned, common sense is not common practice. So number one is a good brain diet. And there are certain foods that are extremely neuroprotective. And this is in an area um, I've done, we have a podcast, a 15-minute podcast, and, and we've done four episodes on neuronutrition. We've also done a number of episodes on reducing subvocalization. But neuronutrition is this idea that your brain has uh, different nutritional requirements than the rest of your body. And, um, and so there are 10 foods that are really amazing for your brain. And I'll actually show everyone how to memorize them right now. So I'll, okay. they don't have to write them down, you know, because if you write them down on a grocery list, sometimes you forget the grocery list or something. Um, there are 10 foods. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach everybody a way of, um, I prep a lot of actors here in Hollywood how to speed read scripts, how to memorize their lines faster. Um, a lot of the TED speakers, how to give their 18-minute talks from memory. And one of the techniques we teach is a 2,500-year-old memory technique dating back to ancient Greece. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> and I was actually there this summer. Um, I spent the summer in, uh, in uh, Athens and Mykonos um, in Santorini writing my book because I was so inspired um, for specifically the, the memory chapters of this book. And, um, and so a Greek order 2,500 year, years ago named Simonides was um, giving a poetry reading and when he left the building, something really tragic happened. The building collapsed and killed all the um, the attendees. And because he was the lone survivor, he had the responsibility of helping family members identify their loved ones. And he was able to because he remembered where they were all sitting. And have you, you ever noticed that when you're at a dinner party or an event, you remember who's to your left and who's to your right? Mm-hmm. There's actually a scientific basis for that. You know, as hunter and gatherers, we didn't need to memorize long numbers or words. We needed to remember where things are, where they were, because that was our survival. Where were the enemies? Where were the, for, where's the fertile soil? Where's the clean water? Mm-hmm. Where's, the, where's the food? Um, because that was whether or not we lived or died. And um, so we store actually information in our environment unconsciously. And so the technique that Simonides um, is attributed to is actually taking environments that you're very familiar with, like your home, your office, your body, and storing information in the different places. So literally, if you had 10 points to a speech, like a TED Talk, you would take the first point and turn it into an image that you could easily remember and put it in the first place. The second point of your speech in your second place. So like literally I'm putting it in my living room. Right, or a specific object in your living room. And how do you do that? I don't understand. So, So I'll walk you through it. So the principle here is we tend to remember what we see as opposed to what we hear. Yeah. So I bet you're a lot better with faces than you are with names. Yeah, I'm super photo photographic memory. Like you can I see it. used to memorize a full page of script for a live of feed course, yeah. and nail it, no question. I feel like my memory is definitely not has not it's, been as awesome lately. I mean, it's amazing because most people are much better with what they see than what they hear. Like you mm-hmm. see, with names and faces, you go to someone, you say, "I remember your face." 
you know, but I forgot your name. Mm-hmm. You never go to someone and say the opposite. You never go to someone and say, I yeah. remember your name, but I forgot your face. Yeah, no. I remember business cards. Like if I have to pull up your name right. and I had gotten your business card. You'd be able to see it. I would find your business card. And then I would be able to see your name, your email, your phone number. So, and there's a reason why <clears> you know, our, our visual cortex is larger than, than other areas of our brain for the other senses. And so we remember the thing. There's actually a Chinese proverb that goes, what I hear, I forget. What I see, I remember. What I do, I understand. Mm-hmm. What I hear, I forget. I, for- I heard the name, I forgot the name. What I see, I remember. I saw the face, I remember the face. And what I do, going back to practice, is what you really understand. Mm-hmm. And so um, so it's taking images and then putting them in places. So let, let me give you an example. Let's, um, you could, people could do this with their homes um, for, let's everybody do this with our bodies first. So let's, let's make this interactive. And I would encourage everyone, if they're able to do this, to do this. You don't have to close your eyes. It helps if you're able to, but if you're obviously driving or working out, don't do that. Please don't. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but it'll only take a couple minutes. I'll show you how to memorize 10 things. And this, you can me- apply this towards uh, a sales process. You can apply this towards a speech you need to give or just facts that you're learning at school. So 10 places on your body. And so everyone do this and you could just, you could touch the places and, and everything else. So I would encourage everybody here, Steve and Steph, everybody just. My eyes are closed. I'm ready. So one is top. So you actually keep your eyes open for this one. One is top. So the first place is your top of your head. So you say one is top. So you could just touch it and say top. Top. Uh, Two is nose. Nose. Three is mouth. Mouth. And I encourage everyone to do this with us. Four are ears. Ears. Five is throat. Six shoulders. Seven collar. Seven collar. Eight fingers. Eight fingers. Nine belly. Nine belly. And ten seat. Ten rear end. But yeah, so we're going all the way from top to bottom. So one is top. One. Two, two is nose. Three is three. Mouth. Four. Four ears. Five. Five. Throat. Six, six. is your shoulders. Everyone's touching their shoulders. Seven is seven. collar. Eight, eight are your fingers. Nine is nine. belly. 10 is your ten. seed. Now now we have 10 places in our body. So we could store a whole speech there, like the 10 main points to a no speech. No way. So what we're going to start with, though, is really, is really basic, is with food. So okay. here are the 10 superfoods for your brain. Number one are avocados. And what we're going to do is we're going to pretend we're eight years old. Because who are the fastest learners on the planet? I guess eight-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Children, right? <laughs> Children, they learn so well because they, they can learn musical instruments. Because they don't have anything in there yet, Jim. It's, it's empty. It's empty space. <laughs> Ours are overflowing. <laughs> you know, and part of it also is they, they're, they're used to using, they play a lot also. So, but yes, they, they are empty, but they also play and they have the sense of wonder. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't learn as fast because we grow older. Um, but but it's more of a mindset. It's like I, I encourage everybody to kind of forget what they already know about something so they can learn something new. Because sometimes as we're older, we find like, oh, I know this already. And it shuts them off from like learning something brand new. There's this phrase that says, actually, I think children learn so well because they play all the time. And somebody said to me all the, the other day that, oh, I stopped playing because I grew older. I was like, mm, maybe you grew older because you stopped playing. Ooh, you, need, you need that joy. I like the you reverse the thing you do. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think there's always another way of looking at things. And so children learn well because they make, they make fun of things. They use their imagination, especially for names. Yeah. I, I mean, so many people, I don't know about you, but with a name like Quick, I got my, my name made fun of a lot you know, growing up. So they use that play in the math. How funny motion. that Quick's your last name and you're Quick Reader. Right. Hey. And I didn't even change it to do what I do. <laughs> with a name like Quick, my destiny was pretty much planned yep. out. I had to be a runner in school. Which is a lot of pressure when, you know, your name is quick. 
And, um, and anyway, so I found my dharma, my destiny is, is this, my father's name, my grandfather's name, I didn't change it. But, and so, so we're going to use imagination. So number one is the top of your head mm-hmm. and the first food, brain food, are avocados. Okay. So I just want you to imagine avocados on the top of your head. Okay. So use your imagination, everyone listening. You can make guacamole on the top of your head, maybe using it as conditioner. Okay. Okay. And here's the key to a long-term memory. Information times emotion becomes a long-term memory. And if you're watching this on video, I'm just putting my hands together. Information is one hand, emotion is another, and combined becomes a long-term memory because we remember things that make us feel a certain way, mm-hmm. right? You remember, I bet there's a song you could listen to could take you back to when you're a teenager. Totally. Or a food or a fragrance that could take you back to when you were a child because information by itself is forgettable, but information combined with emotion becomes very memorable. So you want to add some emotion into it. So like the guacamole, if it makes you cringe or laugh, that's why you remember it. Mm-hmm. So the second place on your body is what? Is your, your nose. nose. And I want you to remember the brain food are blueberries. Okay. So I want everyone to imagine you have blueberries coming out of your nose. I call them brain berries. Okay. And it's, um, again, you see it and imagine it. And even if you can't imagine it, imagine you could imagine it. Brain berries coming out of your nose. Okay. Good. Because the idea here is you don't want to just hear it. You want to see it and feel it. Okay. The third place is your mouth. mouth. And I want you to imagine broccoli. Broccoli is a superfood for your brain. Okay. So now you could imagine a piece of broccoli in your teeth, which is, you know, pretty, pretty memorable. But if you make it like a big stalk of broccoli, you make it exaggerated, you're going to remember it more. So imagine a big piece of broccoli between your teeth. The fourth place are mm-hmm. your ears. Mm-hmm. And um, the superfood for your brain is olive oil. Olive oil is good for your brain. And so maybe you're wearing olive earrings. Maybe you're cleaning your ears with olive oil. That's what makes it memorable. Number five, the fifth place is your throat. I want you to imagine eggs. Eggs, the choline in eggs, it's very good for your brain. So eggs. The egg white or the yolk? Um, I, well, there's different research on, on, on both. And so you could talk to your nutritionist and your health Great practitioner. Okay. I hear there's a lot of, lot of power in the, in the yolk of an egg. So, um, but imagine eggs in your throat. So instead of an Adam's apple, imagine an egg instead. Okay. Okay, you're halfway there. Now, by the way, do you remember what's in your top of your head? Yeah, the avocados. Very good. And on your nose? My blueberry bushes. Good. And the, in your mouth? My broccoli. Good. And out of your ears or cleaning your ears? My olive oil. Good. And number five on your throat are the eggs we just Mm -hmm. did. Now six on your shoulders, green leafy vegetables. So imagine you have shoulder pads made out of spinach and kale. Okay. And just kind of look to your left and right, spinach and kale, shoulder pads. Good. Seven is your collar. Wild salmon. Very -hmm. good for your brain. So imagine a necklace made out of salmon sushi. Okay. Sardines are actually very good for your brain also, but imagine what that smells like. <laughs> Seven. Eight are your fingers. Turmeric. As we mentioned, turmeric is very anti-inflammatory, mm-hmm. um, which we have inflammation in our brain, which is part of our body. And so I make in the morning like a, I use almond milk with some turmeric. You add a little pepper, which makes it almost 500% more absorbable. No way. And uh, very important. Yeah. And so it helps. Um, this Black is part of my pepper? morning. Okay. It's a part of my morning ritual. I have a video online has 10 million views just on 
10 things you can do every morning to jumpstart your brain, cool. like a morning routine. One of them is, is, is drinking this drink while I'm journaling. And so that's number eight. So imagine turmeric, the golden powder, all over your fingers. Okay. Just, you just can't get them off. And then nine is your belly. That's the ninth place. Walnuts. Very good for your brain. So imagine walnuts. I had some this morning in my smoothie. Yeah, there you go. So walnuts, it's interesting, right, Maria? They, they look like a human brain. They do, certain, certain, yeah. Certain foods look like the organ it's supporting. So if you cut a carrot, it looks like an eyeball, right? Mm-hmm. If you cut a, a tomato, it has four chambers, like the human heart, and tomatoes are good for your heart. Huh. So there's a signature. It's a okay. sign of nature. So nature is very, very intelligent. I don't, I don't think, I don't know if there's science behind that, but it's definitely a good memory aid for people. But imagine eating walnuts out of your belly button. Okay. And then finally, your 10th place is your what? But. Yes. And uh, you, oh, good news. What's good for your brain? Good food? Dark chocolate. And your listeners could put whatever they, image they okay. want there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're at uh, Air One, you're at Whole Foods, and you're at the health food store. You're going to have this, this amazing super brain party. Or maybe I call you up and say, hey, we're going to celebrate, you know, for this party. Can you, you know, get these 10 foods? But you're like, Jim, I can't write it down. I'm, I'm driving. And, it, you know, it's some, you're like, you know, when you're in the shower, you can't write something down. You're always, I don't know why you pick the phone up in the shower, but, but you can't write it down. You memorize it. You just put it really fast on your body and took more time to explain it. But now, so now you're in the supermarket and you don't even need your list because you have your list inside, right? And you're walking through the aisles and what's the first food you need to buy? And this really works. Yeah, well, let's test it, everybody. Okay, let's so see. Everyone at home, and you I can shout I it out it. loud. And I would love for people to post this on social media, like a video of you memorizing it forwards okay. and backwards, um, and tag both of us so we see it and I can repost it. But the number one is... Avocado. Avocado. On your nose. My blueberries. Good. Out of your mouth. Broccoli. Yes, good. Out of your ears. Olive oil. Good. Number five, your throat. You have... Eggs. Eggs. Good. Six on your shoulders. Kale. Yeah, the kale. Seven on your collar. You have a necklace made out of... Salmon. Salmon. Eight on your fingers. You turmeric. Have turmeric. Nine out of your belly button. Walnuts. Walnuts. And finally, your... Dark chocolate. You're amazing. Can you do it backwards? Yes. yes. Nice job. Can you do it backwards? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So you have... Dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Walnuts. Walnuts and your fingers. Turmeric. Very good. Your collar. Salmon. Good. Your shoulders. Kale. Very nice. Your throat. Eggs. Nice. Your ears. Olive oil. <laughs> Mouth. Broccoli. Blueberries. Avocados. You got it. Nice job. Yes. Nice job. Steph, Stephen, how'd you guys do? I, I nailed failed it. Miser- no, I'm just kidding. I did <laughs> Steph, you failed? I no, nailed it. She nailed oh. it. I was like, what? Yeah, I, I really killed it. I was excited. So I'm so cool. so bad at that. So now if I'm going to the supermarket, I can make my list you just like that? You can reuse the list over and over again now, every single day. Now, is the key day. creating some funny little thing to yes. it, like my salmon necklace? It is. My walnut belly button thing? Yeah. And- the, okay. key, the key is making it easy as pie. The P means pick a place, which you have your place on your body, or it could be in your home, in your office, or in the mall. The I is imagine. You need to imagine what you want to remember into yeah. a picture, because we, we think in pictures. When I ask you to describe your car, you don't see the words. You see the picture of your car. Yeah. When you dream, nobody dreams in closed caption. You dream in video and pictures. Totally. So we think in pictures. So picture it. So the the PIE method is pick a place. The P is the place. The I is imagine. And the E is entwine. And that's where you put the two things together. 
and use emotion. What glues it together are emotion and emotion. Right, absolutely. And that's what makes things forgettable. Because the emotion we learned mo- had mostly in school, what, was, what did you mostly feel in school? Miserable. Yeah. <laughs> so like people are miserable scared. and scared and they're, they're, you know, they're bored or, you know, boredom. Most people are just really bored sitting in school. They fall asleep. But on a scale of zero to 10, what's the emotion of boredom? Zero. And if it's emotion, if it's information times emotion becomes long-term memory, if the emotion is zero, mm-hmm. anything times zero is zero. And you wonder why you forgot the periodic table, yeah. right? Because it's the emotion state that we, we learned it in. And so the first thing, you, you could use this if you needed to give a speech. Um, let's say you wanted to teach the top 10 things, you know, on Monday, next Monday in front of your whole family or next time at work for your team saying, hey, these are the 10 keys I learned on, you know, on better together about how to maximize my brain potential, you could put the food in the first place. So let's say you're, you're sitting in your living room and you just look clockwise and you're saying, okay, the fireplace is the first place. The couch is the second place. The book stand is the third place. You know, the coffee table is the fourth place. The lamp is the fifth place. And is it because those items in your house have an emotional tie to you? It's because we know the location of it. And we think in locations just like the hunter and gatherer. Okay. Or just like Samanis did where he was able to see where everyone was sitting. In fact, we sort by when you forget someone's name, what do you ask yourself? You ask yourself, where do I know this person from? Mm -hmm. Because the context gives you the content. So the location is important. And then the image is important because we think in pictures and then the emotion so those are the three parts got it so it's the place the Im- imagination Imagine. and then the emotion pie place so how imagine, do we apply emotion. this to names like i feel yeah. like everyone has that problem um perfect so the same we method, need the solution same method p-i-e so when you look at someone the p is the place so you look at somebody and you look at the the facial feature that pops the when you see that person so maybe it's their hair, maybe it's their eyebrows, maybe they have a great set of, of um, eye, eyes or lips, or maybe they have a certain jewelry, and that's your place. Yeah. And then the eye is imagine where you're taking the name and you're turning it into a picture. So imagine somebody named Mary. For me, if you're meeting someone named Mary, I imagine in my mind... The Virgin Mary. Right, exactly. Or, you know, a, a wedding dress. Or Mary Poppins. Or Mary Poppins. Perfect. Or Mary Had a Little Lamb. So imagine mm-hmm. you meet Mary for the first time, and she has a, you know, great purse that just pops for you. That's the place that you're going to put it in. And imagine lambs remind you of Mary, and she has a lamb in her purse. And okay. then when you're saying goodbye later on, 20 minutes later from that party, you're like, oh, the great purse. What's in the purse? The lamb. What's her name? Mary. Ooh. Right? And here's the thing. When you know that that's Mary's name, the picture disappears. It's just a holding place to overcome what I call the six-second syndrome. That when somebody tells you their name, you have six seconds to do something with it. Otherwise, it's just gone. gone. Oh, no, no, no. It's gone. That's what I was going to say. When you first meet someone, that's my hardest part because I'm so excited to meet someone. I'm like, oh, my God, hi, nice to meet you. And I have no idea what they said. And that's crazy, right? That happens to all all of us all the time. And one of the things is, is this forces us when you're meeting somebody to look at the person. And create some association. And even when it doesn't work, it still tends to work because it gets you to focus on the person and the person's name. And the focus leads to the memory. Right, because a lot of people they don't have focus, and a lot of times we're meeting somebody. You're absolutely right. You know, a lot of people we're looking over their shoulders. You know, just because we're so distracted from our phones, yeah, and our our distraction muscles are so exercised. Mm -hmm. Or you had a crazy event, and there's so much 
chaos. Absolutely. And, and if we're not distracted externally from the chaos, we're distracted internally because we're thinking about what we need to say. Or we're not even listening. We're waiting for our turn to speak or thinking about how we're going to respond. Mm -hmm. And you can't listen to the person and listen to yourself at the same time because you always listen to yourself first. So we're not even forgetting the name. We're just not listening and hearing the name. And even if you write the word listen or imagine the word listen or type out the word listen, if you just scramble like a brain teaser, the letters, it spells another word perfectly. What letter, what, what word, word does it spell? Nestle? <laughs> listen. One of the words it spells is step. silent. Uh-huh. I'm like, stuff. But it's amazing. So like most of us, like we can remember a name. It's one word, but we're not just really just being present with the person. And ultimately, I think that's so important that when, when somebody is powerful, has a powerful presence, they tend to have a really good memory because that incredible memory um, and their powerful presence comes from being powerfully present with somebody. And one of the things I have, it's just, uh, just a pet peeve of mine, is, is our phones. And I love technology. Technology allows us to connect. It allows us to help people and inspire uh, and share ideas. But sometimes technology has a dark side. Mm -hmm. And we have a video out, um, has 35 million views. And it's just me saying, don't touch your phone the first hour of the day. And just the first hour of the day. And most people are thinking, I can't do that. You know, all of us have this habit of doing it. But I'll tell you why for your productivity and peace of mind. Number one, it rewires your brain for distraction. So if you have trouble focusing in your, throughout your day, getting your to-do list done, having a conversation and being really present with somebody, part of it is when you wake up, you're in this relaxed state of awareness and you're very suggestible. Mm -hmm. And if you pick up your phone, it's the first thing you see and do, then you're training your brain to be distracted because every like, share, comment, cat video, whatever. Text, email. It, right, it gives you a dopamine flood and it the dopamine... Um, it goes along the, the learning motivation centers of your nervous system and it makes it very addictive, right? And so that's a problem because it's training you to be, you know, distracted. But it's also training you to be not only distracted, it's rewiring your brain to be reactive, which is almost as dangerous, meaning that mm -hmm. how are you going to have an incredible day, you know, have a vision for your day if you're just reacting? So if, you, if you're waking up, you're a blank slate, and instead of planning your day of what will be a win for you and how you're going to make it magnificent and, and grow and give and become better together, if you're just reacting to a voicemail or a text message or social media, whatever, whatever we're looking at nowadays, then you're on the defense. And then you can never have a quality of life if you're just reacting to things. You know, I always tell people, and that's why I Or responding it. to the demands of everyone else. Exactly. I have a friend named uh, Brendan Burchard. <laughs> He's a New York Times bestselling author, and he says, your inbox is nothing but a convenient organizational system for other people's agenda for your life. This is why my auto response says I will not be checking emails exactly. because I would like to live my life rather than respond to the demands of everybody else. Absolutely. So if you're fighting fires, and that's and especially the first hour, because I'm, I'm realistic, but you know, if you have to do it for your job or someone's life, you have, you have to do what you have to do. At the very least, but, what I always say is at least get to breakfast first. Get downstairs yeah. to the kitchen, have your breakfast, and then look at your emails because some people have to for work. They have no choice, at least in their brain they don't. Right. Um, because they're afraid when, once they get into the office, the pile is going to go so much deeper that they're going to have anxiety. But when you do that practice of like 
getting up calmly, showering, mm-hmm. getting ready without the anxiety of responding to people, it makes it still for a better day. It's so much better. And so not touching your phone at least for the first half an hour, you know, no one's perfect, but it just, you don't want to be reactive. I think a lot of your listeners, the reason why they're, they're in the process of growing um, at a high level is because they identify more with a thermostat than they do a thermometer. Metaphors is how we learn. One of the things, ways we learn is how things are related to each other. Like a thermometer, what's the primary function of a thermometer? It just reacts to the environment. That's all it does. But a thermostat's different. A thermostat sets a temperature. It sets a vision. It sets a goal. And then what happens to the environment? The environment changes and reacts to it. And I would say that, remember that you have the, the hap, all the happiness studies done, you know, over across the world always says that happiness comes from within and then having personal agency. And so you determine how you feel because mm-hmm. you're a thermostat. And meanwhile, like all of us, yes, the weather, politics, everything affects us, but not who really has control over it and um, about how we feel. And I feel like we have to get that, that sovereignty back. Yeah. How does somebody maximize their brain potential every day? Yeah. Obviously, the 10 foods. So the 10 and, foods. And how much of a difference? Because the hard thing is, is we're asking people every day to implement so many things into yeah, their lives. I got this. What's the percentage difference of somebody really implementing the 10 foods for their right. brain? So the 10 foods is only, it's, it's part of the 10 part process. So the first one is a good brain diet. And nobody does it perfect. Like we, we, we travel, we're busy, and sometimes nobody does it. So the goal is not perfection, it's progress. But number one is a good brain diet. Number two is killing ants. It's actually good for your brain. Clinically <laughs> proven. Ant stands for automatic negative <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> and that's termed by uh, Dr. Daniel Amen, who's oh, a famous yeah. brain doctor. We've had Dr. Amen on the show. Yeah. He's great. So kill those ants, automatic negative thoughts. Because we talked about this. If you say, I'm too old, or senior moments are coming too early, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. And just monitor your self-talk. If, if people truly knew how powerful their mind was, they wouldn't say, think, or feel something they didn't want to be true. And that's not to say that you have one negative thought, it ruins your life any more than eating that one donut ruins your life, but it's the consistency of it, right? And so I would say, be aware of our thoughts, because that's the first step in changing them. And then also, you know, take agency. Like if you say something like, I don't have a great memory, add a little word like yet at the end, mm-hmm. because it opens up the possibility. So you want to squelch and the, those negative thoughts, um, because part of it is our, like, it determines what we focus on. The third thing, besides a good brain diet and killing ants, that's good for your brain. Third thing is exercise, because as your, everyone can think about this, as your body moves, your brain grooves. As your body moves, your brain grooves. They say sitting is the new smoking, meaning that we are very sedentary and we're sitting mm-hmm. behind these screens all day. And the number one reason everybody has a brain, the number one reason is to control our movement. And it's not just your mind-body connection, it's a body-mind connection. So, you know, one of the best, one of the best exercises is dance. Like ballroom dancing. That's where I'm going right after this. Yeah. It's, it's just Dr. amazing. Dr. Raymond made me start doing it's it. It's amazing for, for your brain. I've, mm-hmm. I've, we've, um, yeah, I've, I've spent days with, uh, with, with Jules and with Derek and just oh, like, yeah. it's so good for your brain and, you know, a big fan. So, so dancing is amazing. It's very good for your brain. Um, so as your body moves, your brain roots and also going for walks, 
Because you notice that a lot of the the leaders out there, they go for they don't have sit down meetings. They do walking meetings, mm-hmm. like Jobs and Gates and everybody, because that's when you're most creative. Also, when you move, you create brain derived neurotropic factors, BDNF, which is like fertilizer for two things: neurogenesis and neuroplasticity. Neurogenesis means no matter how old you are, you could create new brain cells to the day you die. And number two, neuroplasticity means you could create new connections. Your brain is like plastic. And that's really the key. And what helps you with with neurogenesis and neuroplasticity, two things, novelty and nutrition. You always got to stimulate. And then just like your your body, you give Mm -hmm. it exercise and you feed it. Yeah. And novelty is is interesting because I always tell my husband, I'm like, I need to pee on a new tree. And that's my version of telling him like the dogs want a new root because they want to sniff new sniffs and see new things, but we're the same way. Why don't we do that to ourselves? I love that so much. Right? I know. It's like, it's my funny way of saying it. I'm like, no, 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 I can't walk the same walk. I got to, I got to pee on a new tree. Right. And so, cause the new path will take you to a new rose bush you can smell or, you know, a new house that's going to stimulate you and give you an idea or whatever. And so, the, um, the new paths in, in your walk create new pathways in your brain. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. So that that's three is movement. Four, brain nutrients. And I, I recommend going to a functional medicine doctor and getting a, a nutrient profile done and find out. Because if you're short on vitamin B or vitamin E, certain nutrients, it's not going to be, your brain's not going to, you can learn the best technique, but you need to take care of the hardware also. That's number four. And the number one brain nutrient by the is omega-3 um, DHA. Um, number five is a positive peer group. And we all know this, that it's not just your neurological networks, it's your social networks. Because who you spend time with is who you become. Mm-hmm. They say if you spend time with nine broke people, be careful because you're going to be number 10. Oh. And the reason why is because you have in your brain these things called mirror neurons. And mirror neurons are your imitation neurons. They're your empathy cells where you watching us watching sports or you're watching you know, a, dan- a dance show or you're watching a um, action show, you could feel what they're feeling. Those are your marrow neurons kicking in. And um, it's why children learn so quickly just doing what you do. And so the reason why you want to be careful with who you spend time with is you start mirroring the people around you, their habits, their mm-hmm. behaviors, their, their, their negative self-talk, and, um, and everything else, their attitudes. So that's why you want to be careful. And this is the thing also, because sometimes the people closest to us are the ones that we give the power to hold us back. You know, like a family member could say, why are you listening to another podcast? Why are you always reading those books and, you know, going to the gym? Just relax, you know, but it's, they could have good intentions. They could be sincere, but they could be sincerely wrong. Also, maybe they don't want you to get hurt or something, but you have to, you could choose who you give that power to. That's mm-hmm. number five. Number six, that's good for your brain, um, is a clean environment. Like, I love your new studio. Thank you. Like, so much. Because, and, and have, have you noticed that when you clean your desk or you clean your laptop, you have clarity of thought? Mm-hmm. And so your external world is a reflection of your internal world. So I would encourage everyone to take a moment and recondo their mind, right? Mm-hmm. And just clean. Clean those screens. Right. Clean the environment mm-hmm. and you'll have clarity of thought. Number seven, sleep. And I don't know who I'm talking to right now who's listening, but really needs to know this. It's so important for your brain to get sleep for three reasons that you don't think of. Number one, it's where you clean out plaque that leads to brain aging challenges. It's, it's when you sleep that the sewage system kicks in and cleans out the um, amyloid plaque that leads to dementia and other challenges. Number two, it's where you consolidate short to long-term memory. So if you're having long-term memory issues, check your sleep. And it's not just the 
the length of your sleep. Everyone's saying, you know, how many hours. It's the quality. Absolutely. Of the deep sleep and the REM sleep. So you need Uninterrupted some sleep. Yeah. So the deep sleep and the REM sleep is different functions. And so you can measure it. And they have all kinds of devices that do that. And then the third reason why you want to sleep, and this is a, just a cognitive benefit, it's for dreams. I do this whole program. I did two podcast episodes on remembering your dreams, how to remember your dreams. And people say, why would you want to remember your dreams? When you're learning all day or you're just going out there working in your career, your brain doesn't shut off at night. If anything, it's more active. People don't realize it. it's more lit up at night. And what is it doing? It's consolidating short to long-term memory, but it's also it's coming up with ideas that you were working on all through the day. So people don't know that a lot of things in culture came from dream states. So Mary Shelley came up with Frankenstein in her dream. No way. Paul McCartney came up with the song Yesterday in his dream. No way. Yeah, Jack, Jack Nicholas, he was in Wait, shooting. did you work with them? Is that why? Well, no, maybe no. not Mary Shelley, but, <laughs> you know. No, so, so like, in sports Paul figures. Paul, uh, sports figures, like Jack Nicholas, he was shooting, like, high 70s, and he was just in the slump, and he had a dream that he woke up in the middle of the night where he changed his grip, and all of a sudden everything changed. The next day, he was shooting mid-60s again. I mean, it's it's amazing. So, the the... A chemist came up with the periodic table in his dream. I'm always being it's... murdered in my dreams or running from people. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so all these amazing gifts come in the brain in, in the dream. I was like, I'm not going the there. there. <laughs> um, that's that's but, for talk after the show, I guess. <laughs> but there's a process for actually remembering our dreams, and so actually in my morning routine, if people like Google Jim Quick morning routine. The first thing I do is remember my dreams or six steps to remember your dreams. And you'd be surprised because maybe the ones you're forgetting are the ones that have these big ideas that, you know, could change so do you journal your them? world. And well, one of those six ideas is reflection, mm. certainly. And I think it's important to keep a, a, a dream journal because okay. it sensitizes you too. Because what, what gifts are, are lying? You know, we spend 20 years of our life sleeping, which means we dream three to five total years spent dreaming. So it's a lot of, and then there's a process also, which is really cool about lucid dreaming. You ever dream, you ever notice, you ever aware that you're dreaming? Yeah. So there's actually a process. You do that naturally or you've always done that since you were a child? I don't know. Yeah. Lucid dreaming is where you're dreaming and you know you're dreaming. Yeah. And the benefit is you could actually start directing your dreams. Yeah, no, I've done that. Yeah, which is really cool. And because you can, Or I can hop back in. Right. If I'm, if I'm sleeping and I wake up, I can force my way back in. That's amazing. So that's a real gift. And so, you know, certain talents are, you know, we were born innately and certain other people could train them and learn them because I believe genius leaves clues. If somebody is exceptional at something, maybe they're great at languages, maybe they're great at, you know, giving speeches or remembering numbers, whatever it is. If you're willing to find out, there's a method behind what looks like magic. So that's number that's number seven is just get good sleep. And everything from dark curtains because, mm-hmm. you know, light very affects everything, especially from screens. You know, so if you use your screen at night, use Flux or Iris or some kind of app that pulls the, the blue light out because this, the blue light in screens fool your brain to thinking it's daylight. So there's apps to take the blue light out now because I used to have the blue light screen yeah, protector. Or, or you have blue blocking glasses. Got it. And now what are the apps? Because that sounds so, even yeah, better. One's, one's called Flux. One's called Iris. Okay. And then also the new phones, Most a lot of them have night 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 mode where they pull the the blue light out because the blue light tricks your brain and thinking it's daylight 
So you're not secreting the melatonin, which helps you just relax and sleep. Um, so the cold temperature is very important for, for sleep, for, for deep sleep also as well. All these great you know sleep hacks. That's number seven. And finally, eight, nine, and 10 for your brain. Eight is brain protection. So if you want to have a great super brain, you got to protect it and you know wear a helmet or avoid you know extreme mm-hmm. sports, all that. Um, and number nine, new learnings, which is novelty. There was a study, it was on, I don't know if you saw, it was on cover of Time magazine on these nuns. I call them super nuns. They were living 80, 90 and above, but very healthfully. And they wanted to find out how this community of women were living so long. And half of it had to do with their emotional faith and gratitude. But the other half, they were lifelong learners. Mm. And because they were lifelong learners, it added years to their life. But not only just years to their life, Quality years. life to their years. Which is what we all want. Absolutely. And what it requires, though, is new learnings because... They say we have about 60, 70,000 thoughts a day, but the problem is 95% of them are the same thoughts we had yesterday and the day before that. And we wonder why we're not changing mm. because we're having the same thoughts. And so that's why it's great to go for walks and pee different places yep. <laughs> and do all that because you need to challenge yourself because that's how our brain grows. The two biggest declines we find in cognitive performance are when people graduate school because they feel like school is where learning stops yeah. in their mind or when they retire. And often when people retire, they retire their mind and, um, and their body's not far behind. So always keep active. So new learnings helps you to remember. And then also finally, number 10, stress management. Mm-hmm. And this is huge. Chronic stress shrinks our brain, creates cortisol, adrenaline, fight or flight. But it's not good if you need to take a test. It's not good if you need to study for a meeting. It's not good if you need to be present with a, with a work associate. So what, on a scale of zero to 10, are you doing to manage your stress, to cope? Do you meditate? Do you have some red wine? Are you getting a massage or some body work, some kind of release mm-hmm. to help you to, to relax? And so, for example, if we wanted to memorize these 10 things, and remember, you're rating yourself zero to 10. How's my good diet? On a scale of zero to 10, you know, get negative thoughts, zero to 10. You know, um, exercise, zero to 10. Sleep, zero to 10. Because you can do all that and not manage your stress and you wonder why you have brain fog mm-hmm. or why you're slow the next morning. You could do all that and be around energy vampires, your positive peer group, yep. and that could do that. So I would say it's not everyone wants to know what the magic pill is. There's not the magic memory pill, but there's a process. Yeah. And we just have to make it. Nobody's perfect, though. That's the thing. So the best you could do every single day. And I, what I would say, though, is to make it routine. Mm-hmm. Because first you create your habits and then your habits create you. You create your habits of meditation, of working out and doing all the things, and then your habits create you back. But most of us, our habits, Duke University says 40% of what we do every single day is habitual and unconscious. What I would say is, who created those? And that's why I think it's important. If you want to win the day, you got to win the first hour of the day. Mm-hmm. And so what are you doing each morning to you know, to galvanize yourself and, and be there for yourself and the people you care about? I want to ask you, because we're starting to run up against the clock, for someone who wants to do a program like yours, what does it entail? Like, if I wanted to learn Mandarin quick. Quick. How would that work? So we we publish the largest online accelerated learning programs in the world. We have students in 195 countries, and we have 30-day programs, just 10, 15 minutes a day on focus. We have another program on memory. Just 10, 15 minutes a day. Another one on speed and smart reading. Just 10, 15 minutes a day. One on critical thinking. One for student success. So junior high, high school, college, graduate. 
and those are our primary programs. And my thing is, it's tough for some people to do deep immersion, but I, if I can get people to focus for 10 or 15 minutes a day to improve their skill set, it's amazing because little by little, over the course of 30 days, little by little, a little becomes a lot because consistency compounds, right? And so I'm always looking for those little bite-sized things. So in those 10 or 15 minutes, we're doing drills and I'm teaching them the fastest way to learn a language or the fastest way to learn a comedy routine, like all the sets for, the, for their jokes or the things that they need that matter most. Because I think these are the most important fundamental skills that we're not taught in school. Mm-hmm. They assume, like you go to a kid and say, you know, use your focus, but they're not shown how to focus. That's like going to somebody and say, play the piano, who's never taken a piano lesson before, yeah. or remember this or study this. And I think those are the most important skills. But we have a podcast. Our podcast is, um, and it's the number one education training show on iTunes. Um, Eight-figure downloads, thousands of five-star reviews. It's just 15 minutes where I just give you 15 minutes of tips on a subject, like how to change your habits, how to give a talk with, you know, from notes, how to, you know, be a morning person, those kind of things. Got it. So th- we can take your online course, and over the course of 30 days, you're accruing all these different tips that are making you... My, my, my promise to everybody is that we'll triple your results in 30 days. So I'll triple your reading speed and your comprehension in 30 days, triple your memory in 30 days, triple your focus and concentration uh-huh. in 30 days. And it's not because I'm so great. It's just you who are listening are so great. You have this brain, which we use a very small, we use all our brain, but some people use it much more efficiently than others. And I think if you want to get better, it starts with our mind because our mind controls mm-hmm. every everything else. But the podcast is a great place to start because there's, it's there and it's free and yeah. it's available. And, and then for people with brain injuries, yeah. how do you teach somebody whose attention is not there? Like they just can't focus because of the deficits. Is it possible to help them? Yeah. I take a very strength-based approach for people who are struggling. I don't see ADD, ADHD, dyslexia as a weakness. I feel like it's a trait and we all have preferences just like some of us like to, here's the thing. If, have you ever been interested in a subject and you go through a class, but for some reason you're not getting it, mm-hmm. but you're interested in it. Sometimes the way you prefer to learn is different than the way the teacher prefers to teach. And it's like you're two ships in the night, you pass each other and you don't even recognize the other ones there. Or if I ask you to write your first and last name on a piece of paper, and then everyone could try this and then change hands and right below it with your opposite hand, write Hmm. your first and last name. You could still do it, but it takes longer. It feels uncomfortable and the results aren't quite as good. That's like when you're trying to learn something with the opposite hand, it takes longer. The results aren't quite as good and it feels a little bit uncomfortable because we weren't shown how to learn it with our dominant hand. And I feel like when we know how we learn something well, we could apply that same strategy towards the areas. Because some of us are really good with, you know, numbers. We just have a knack for it, but we can't remember names. Some people are really great readers, but they have really challenged learning languages, mm-hmm. you know. And so when you take what you do really well and apply it towards the same thing, and that genius is learns. And here's the thing, kindness goes a long way. A lot of people beat themselves up. And I do this whole thing on procrastination where I feel like if there's something that you're not doing there's a reason and it goes from your heart head to your heart to your hands Mm -hmm. so if you have a goal in your head but you're procrastinating with your hands you're not doing anything check in with the second h which is your heart 
right? The emotions. And because even when you want to remember someone's name, ask yourself, take a moment. Why do I want to remember this person's name? Maybe it's to show the person respect. Maybe it's to make a deal. Maybe it's to make a new friend. Maybe it's to practice these things I learned, you know, in this show. Because what I, was, did Tony say that? Or I think Jim Rohn said it. What I practice in private, I'm rewarded for in public. Ooh, so like so that. do that practice, right? And so maybe, because if you can't come up with one reason, you won't remember the name. Yeah. Because reasons reap results. Reasons reap results. Reasons reap rewards. Information and emotion. Uh, absolutely. If there's and no emotion there, then you're not going to remember. Exactly. And the names you tend to remember, because nobody remembers all names, mm-hmm. but nobody forgets all names. The names that you tend to remember are people that could be good for your business, people that yep. you're attracted to, people that you have interest. There's an emotion that's there. So what I'm saying is you could add emotion and you don't have to be at the, at the effect of it and you can take responsibility for it. Okay. A few last questions. Mm-hmm. You've worked with a lot of celebrities. Do you have any funny stories funny that you story? can share of working with celebrities throughout the years? Mm-hmm. I just posted on Instagram today because I was with Will last night and he he said some fairly interesting stuff on Instagram, but I'll leave people to that. Um, I, I learn a lot from from famous people. For me, that the, the, they're the same, but it's just you know I, I like working because I, I learn a lot also as well. Um, I was working with um, with Jim Carrey, and uh, he was preparing for Dumb and Dumber Two, and he wanted to get really smart beforehand. And we're making the brain foods in his kitchen during a break. And uh, I was asking him, what's his motivation? I'm always asking motivation because I want to know what drives people. And he's like, Jim, I act like a complete fool on camera. I act like a com- so extreme, so insane, because I want to give people permission who are watching to be themselves. And going back to regrets, I think that's what's most important for everybody is that we need to believe in ourselves again. It's like I have this fear of heights because I've had these. I fell off a rooftop, and you know, one of my you brain keep injuries. Falling. I know it's really bad. <laughs> I don't know where my parents Maybe were. Maybe you think you're up. Superman, not Spider Man. <laughs> this is this is true. So I've had some wild Your accidents. Cape just isn't working. Yet. <laughs> and I so I have this fear of like heights. So that's why I do the zero g gravity and I do skydiving because I have to face those fears. But I look at a a bird in the park and it's sitting on this tree all the way up, and I just imagine if I was up there doing this thought experiment like. I'd be pretty nervous like that high up, right? But I noticed that the bird, it's not because it puts its trust in the tree branch. Its confidence comes because it puts its trust in its own wings. Mm. And I think everybody who's listening to this, that we have remarkable wings. And that if you're going through difficult times right now, it's like a butterfly. While the beauty lies in the butterfly, the growth happens in the cocoon. Like the caterpillar trying to struggle and get itself out of the cocoon. It's a crazy process to watch. I love it. Yeah. But that's where it builds the strength Mm -hmm. in its wings to be able to to soar. Because if it didn't, it wouldn't survive. Yeah. If you tried to help it out, it wouldn't wouldn't be able to survive. Exactly. And it's just like an egg. That if an egg, this is my quote, if an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. But if it's broken by an inside force, life begins. Yeah. Great things begin on the inside. That's a good and point. my message to everybody is that they have greatness inside of them. They have genius inside of them. And uh, and that's what the process is of letting this out. My, my goal and my mission, because I grew up as the boy with a broken brain, is I want to build better, brighter brains. Because the world that. will just be better. Because, because you change your brain, you change your life. You change your brain, you change the world. And my, my mission is no brain left behind. I just... Uh, I like yeah. that. Jim, what's one way you're getting better every day in your life? So um, I'm committed every 30 days to learn something brand new, 
because I just have to. I want to remember what it feels like to not be good at something because I don't want to take for granted that everyone should be reading you know, faster or learning this stuff. I want to remember what it feels like to... Be in that awkward moment. Yeah. So when I was recently with um, uh, Derek and, uh, and Jules, I was, I was inspired yeah, inspired to take uh, dancing lessons uh, with my better half, and she's so much better at me than, than I am. But it's just, it's something that I was, I think that part of my brain got damaged a little bit. Uh, I was taking flying lessons last last month, and it's just, I always need to be learning new things because I think that's the commonality between people that really take things to the next level. They're always learning. Mm -hmm. And and the thing is, if if everyone's paying attention, life is always teaching us these lessons everywhere. And everyone can be our teacher all all the time. So I would commit myself to lifelong learning. And that's how I think that I get get better and better. I love it. That's what I'm doing. Jim, thank you so much. This was uh, very full. I like it. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who's listened. I would, I would, can I challenge everyone to do something? Yeah. I would challenge everyone right now because remember, knowledge without action doesn't really, doesn't equal power. Nothing changes. I would challenge everyone. The fastest way to learn anything is to teach it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage everybody to just to take one lesson you learn, just this one idea or inspiration that you got out of this and share it with somebody else. And I think the best way of doing it is actually social media that I would challenge everyone to take a screenshot of this video or this or this episode and tag Maria, tag myself, and in the description, share your big aha. Or if you're bold, make a video of like one thing that you've taken away. Maybe it's, oh, I'm going to get better sleep tonight or I'm going to monitor my self-talk or maybe it's I'm going to, you know, be a, make an effort to be not around energy vampires. I'm going to do one thing to manage my stress or I'm going to use that pie technique to picture a person's name and place it on their body like Mary. Um, like carrying the lambs or maybe, you know, for, for me, I use Mike as a microphone, you know, for, for someone like Carol, I imagine them Christmas caroling for someone named Bob. I imagine they're bobbing for apples, like come up mm-hmm. with fun ideas, or maybe it's just going back to the brain foods. Maybe it's like, Hey, I'm going to try to add two of these brain foods in my diet. Every, whatever your takeaway is, share it with your friends and family on social media, tag us both. And, um, and I'll, I'll repost some of my favorites. I'm at Jim quick, KWRK on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I love it. We're back, guys. (laughs) So before we let Jim leave, we had to make sure we remembered our top 10 foods. And we did. We all scored perfectly. We retained. Uh, What have we learned, guys? So much. A lot. So much. I wrote down more notes than ever because everything was – the way he explains things is so applicable, which I love. But I think the the main thing for me is just knowing that – the words that I say to myself and what I believe I can do, I can do. I just need to really focus on that. And that starts with the food I put into my body, the first hour that what I do when I wake up, what I do before I go to bed, all that. And when you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. So if we keep saying, oh, I can't do this because I don't have the funding that other people have, or if I, I can't do this because I am shorter than everybody else. And, you know, if, if Alan Iverson had said that, would he ever been in the NBA? No. Oh. Um, so, yeah, you fight for your limitations. You get to keep them. Steven? Uh, I really liked a lot of what he said, but, like, the, the thing that stuck with me is when he said that uh, – to get your power back, people are always hypnotizing themselves into submission mm. and to change your terminology away from uh, something that you have that's bad, but like saying it as a verb, like I do memory, as opposed to 
I have a memory or something like that to give it a positive, like you actually are, it's an actionable thing that it's you can like be you good can. at. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought that was really cool. And I also just thought consistency compounds is a really good saying to have. Such a aha moment. Yeah. So I, I really loved it. I also found out that apparently fried chicken is not a brain food. <laughs> oh my. I really have to reevaluate my diet. That's why we're better together, Stephen. Can we still go to KFC after this? Oh my gosh. Oh my lord. Of all of them, that's the last <laughs> one. I'm after going everything to. we've learned, Stephen. Um, well, we are so grateful that Jim came by and shared all these great tips with us. And he does have an amazing podcast and um, social media and website and all that so that you can utilize his platforms for your betterment. You can find out more about quick learning at quicklearning.com. You can visit his website, Jim Quick. Dot com and it's spelled K W I K, um, and um, I think that's a really great place to start. Thank you guys, of course, for listening to our show. Thank you for watching. Please help us by rating, commenting, subscribing. It really makes such a difference for all of us. Um, those ratings, I mean, those comments are everything. And Steven's looking at me like we got some new ones to share. We got some new ones to share. Every time you guys get you uh, you rate and comment, I send them to Maria as soon as as soon as I see them because I hope it makes your day better. It always does. And by the way, it perfectly gets timed to like a crisis moment or some sad time, and I read it and it just lifts me up so much. So I'm so grateful for them. So thank you. Uh, we have uh, three new this week. One from uh, Pistella, who said, "Totally living, li- you're taking care." of totally living your life taking care of your parents. Maria, thank you so much for this. I've been the one always taking care of my parent or taking my parents to doctor's appointments, calling them when their meds are due and even taking over their finances to help them save in fees, property taxes and getting all the senior discounts from the state and otherwise when possible for all things including prescriptions and healthcare. I come from an Egyptian family so I can relate to your family's way in which family takes care of family and often it falls on the daughters. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot since I've learned a lot since, but it does feel so overwhelming trying to coordinate two households and appointments while working full-time and being married. Thank you for sharing your journey. Uh, Sorry. Thank you for sharing your story and being honest about your challenges along the way. I often sit and feel bitterness for not making time for myself while other siblings can just coast, so I thank you for your candor. People need to understand being a parent to children is not not the only space where time off and understanding from employers and the world is needed. Elder care and daughterhood issues need to be assessed at the same level of attention by all. I'm trying to live my life GSD. I've used that acronym Hmm. for years, woman. Keeping my saved episodes to refer back to for positive vibes keep up the amazing work brava and all the best for you and your mama and papa thank you so much and i love i love the message of you know that's the next kind of expansion is is our work needs to recognize that you know if it was our child at home that was sick I think they would have a better understanding. But if it's your parent, it's kind of the same thing. We're taking care of them now. So, okay, go ahead, Stephen. Next. Next one is from Brooke Craven. Awesome podcast, five stars. Maria, host of the Better Together podcast, highlights all aspects of health, wellness, and more in this can't-miss podcast. The host and expert guests offer insightful advice and information that's helpful to anyone that listens. Thanks. That was like a, a cool Thanks. little like magazine blurb. That's great. Yeah. Uh, life and Lula, this podcast gives me life. Every week I learn so much from this podcast, and it makes me so fired up to implement new strategies for mindset and growth in my everyday life. Well, you got a lot for this episode. Uh, thank you for the valuable content 
you and the team are so appreciated. Hey, the team's involved the in this team. one. Hey. Oh, thank you guys. We really appreciate it. New episodes drop every Monday. Of course, we have the Patreon now. So if you're a part of the Patreon community, um, you'll be getting extra episodes in there. If you want to email us, you can reach us at bettertogetherwithmaria at gmail.com, or you can just visit mariamenunos.com. Uh, if you want to find out more about Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash join backslash Maria Menunos. But really, if you just Google Patreon and Maria Menunos, I'm sure you'll get there really easily. You can follow us at Maria Menunos, at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, at Steph Sabra, at Stephen Lemieux Photo. And remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present.